<laughs> come on, give the Lord a shout of glory. Yeah, camp, camp was awesome. How, how, how many of you know that? Yeah. Camp was awesome. It looks like even today we should go back and do camp. From six to six. <laughs> come on, shout glory. And we thank God for such a glorious meeting at the camp. I think one of the things that is so uh, strange about the Holy Spirit is that whatsoever we decide to do, He gets involved. Amen. And in a way, it, it looks, sometimes it looks a little bit unique. And you feel that God is in what you are doing. Amen. And that is our comfort. Our comfort in the Holy Ghost. That's what comfort in the Holy Ghost. Our consolation. Everything that he has spoken concerning us will come to pass. Amen. I didn't hear an amen to that. Amen. Amen. We really enjoyed ourselves. We want to go for camp again. It looks like we have to pray for Easter to come quickly. (laughs) Amen. Can we read verse 13? One to go. I want to make sure I don't take a lot of time today. Verse 13. One to go. Oh no. Wait. Can you just wait? Go to verse... 14 rather. Verse 14, one to go. Or can you all read one to go? And above all these things, put on charity or put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. Is that not powerful? Can we take our seats? Just above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of... When it talks about love as the bond of perfection, it's talking about the word perfection means maturity. Amen. Are you ready for something? Say the word of God is for my profiting. You see, one of the most important things in Christianity, I say every time, is growth. When you grow, you will serve. So two things after you get born again is growth and service. Once you grow, you serve. And the material for growth is the word of God. The material for growth is the word of God. Amen. The material for growth is the word of God. And once you grow... Once you receive knowledge, that knowledge that you are feeding on will propel you to serve. Any Christian who says he knows the scriptures or knows what we've been teaching here yet does not serve may have a mental knowledge of the scripture. You can have a mental knowledge of the scripture. You can have a spiritual knowledge of the scripture. I realize that sometimes Christians seem to know, but... If it doesn't reflect in service, it's just mental. Right? Because, did you hear what I said? If your knowledge of the scriptures does not reflect in service to God, it's just a mental knowledge. Because the words that we preach, they are not just words. You see, the words that we preach, they are not just words. See, the words that we, we preach, the word of God, has an inherent ability to propel. 
You see, it has an inherent ability to cause you to want to do what the word talks about. So even your Christian, am I sharing something with you? If you're a Christian life, you discover that you are not propelled to do what you are hearing, then it's just mental. So important. That's how the, the best way to distinguish between a mental ascent or mental knowledge of scriptures. See, from a spiritual knowledge of scriptures. When we talk about spiritual knowledge, it means the word has come into your spirit. See, and the word has been given that opportunity to renew your soul. To renew your mind. Because when your mind is renewed, your will will align with your renewed mind. And your will is your, your decision to want to do or not to do. To want to serve or not to serve. To want to go or not to go. That is the will of a man. What makes a man different from an animal is his will. His ability to make decisions all by himself. Did you hear what I said? So man is a spirit and has it, having a soul. And that side of the soul that is so important is the will. He cannot be forced to do something. Did you hear what I said? So it's important that in our Christian life, we, God wants us to be built up. I've said it over and over. I had a lot of things I wanted to share on that area, but I'll just make sure I won't share it today. Come on, shout glory. So I can focus on love. But I realize that God is interested in a church that is growing in Him. You see, and when you are growing in Him, one of the reflections is love. When you are growing in Christ, when you are growing in, see, in, in all things, we, when we went for the camp, we talked about gifts. Later I realized that we should have talked, talked about fruit. See, what, what actually makes a gift a gift is the fruit. See, the gift of the Spirit, what actually makes the gift of the Spirit a gift of the Spirit is the fruit. You, no matter how much gift you have, if you don't produce the right fruit, we all be in trouble with that gift. Did you hear what I said? So, the Bible talks about growing in Him, in love. The reflection of growth. I said it's in service, right? And secondly, it's in love. That's the reflection of your growth as a Christian. Your demonstration of love is the reflection of your growth. The demonstration of love is the reflection of your growth, of your spiritual maturity. So it's above all these, put on love. Put on love. Say put on love. Which is the bond of perfectness. And I can say this is the bond of perfection. Which is the bond of, 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 of maturity. Love is the bond of our maturity. The word bond it talks about is to tie something. It's to tie something. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Come on, shout glory. glory. It means that which binds together. That which binds together. So he's saying that what binds us together is our perfection in love. What binds us together. And a church where love never prevails, what will prevail will be disunity. 
There will always be disunity. There will always be complaints. And all that. There will always be divisions. You see. Sometimes people ask about what is the unity of faith? See, maybe that question will be answered on Monday. Amen. Amen. But it's so powerful. And people think that when we talk about the unity of faith, it means we all come to that point where we are preaching the same sermon and all that. But that is not what it means. When it talks about the unity of faith, it's actually talking about love. When we've grown in love enough to acknowledge the differences in one another. Even among the body of Christ, not just in a church like this. In a church like this, you see. Because, you see, in the body of Christ, we have the, what we call the universal body, or the mystical body of Christ. Or the universal body of Christ. Where we all, world changes nation, uh, the church over there, uh, Presby, we all see, are all learning, or we have learned to acknowledge the differences in what we are doing for the Lord. We have have come to realize that in the body of Christ, you are the body of Christ as an individual. But we have the collective body of Christ, where we are all being built up, each one of us, to form one body that God inhabits. Amen. Amen. So when we talk, for example, about the unity of faith, we are, we are referring to that, that point in time where we've learned to acknowledge the differences that we all have of faith in the Lord Jesus, where this one acknowledges the, the, the Presbyterian church as a very important church and is able to walk with a, pre, a, a presbyter, a Presbyterian person, in love, regardless of what he preaches or teaches or does different from what we do here. We heard that child glory. So when he talked about the perfection of the senses, he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some, when he ascended up, he gave some, what? Gave some to men. He gave some to the apostles and all that is for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So that we all, we don't, we no longer become children. Tossed to and fro. Can we go to that scripture right now so that we come back here quickly? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 12, I think we'll do. Glory. Look at some of the person you are looking awesome today. It looks like you are ready for something. Is that not true? The scripture says there, the Berean church had the readiness of mind. Is that not powerful? I love that scripture a lot. Since they were noble, because they had what? Maybe one day we'll teach on that, but not today. This is for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh-huh. Quickly. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If you ask me, man of God, what is your major goal? My major goal is to see the church perfected. Among all the testimonies we share, the body of Christ must be perfected. 
Did you hear what I said? Paul said that we teach every man and we want every man that we may present every man perfect. That means that we are presenting every man before Christ, teleos, fully equipped, full grown man, spiritually. That is the major responsibility of a minister of the gospel. Regardless of the gifts and the graces you walk in, the gifts and the graces must drive the people to perfection. And that means that you must be perfection driven yourself. <laughs> As a minister, is that not true? There is no such thing as, ask me, I'm already there. No. Since they will all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh-huh. I love this side, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children. Or be no more infants tossed to and fro. So a prophet must be able to see that the church people he is prophesying to every day and every Sunday are no longer children tossed to and fro. So that you know, an apostle, an evangelist, is not to and not tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Semicolon, continue. I'm not dwelling on this, so. But speaking the truth in love. Can we all read the scripture? But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head. So our growth, what motivates our growth is love. And what measures our growth is love. Speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. May grow up. So there is no knowledge of scriptures outside love. So I know so much yet I don't work in love. You see. Your, 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 <laughs> your knowledge of scriptures is demonstrated in your love work. Your knowledge of scriptures is demonstrated in your love work. This is so important. Is this is so important. I think that's what God wants me to teach this thing this Sunday for reasons we will all know later. Is that not true? Our knowledge of scriptures is what? Is demonstrated in our love work. In our love work. So important. So it says, but speaking the truth, that may grow up into him. Now let's go back to Colossians. We are dwelling on Colossians and First John today. Amen. 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 So take us to Colossians, the same Colossians chapter 3. But this time, let's start reading from verse 9. Verse 9. I love the man of God. Mm -hmm. For he has done so very much for me. Is that not powerful? It says, lie not one to another. Do not lie one to another. Do not lie. Or do not spread falsehood one to another. It means to speak deliberate falsehoods or to deceive. So there are people who deceive Christians through the word of God. Amen. Amen. When they say, come and let's bath you, it's deceive. It's lie. 
Did you get what I said? I lie. They said that you should shave your hair in a particular way to look Christian. To look like a Christian is also what? Lie. So he says, lie not one to another. So this lie is not just like, did you take this? No, I didn't take it. Meanwhile, you took it. That's not what is it's, it's there, but it's not, it's more than that. It's spreading falsehood. It's spread, spreading deceit. You see? It's spreading deceit. How, is imp- how important it is for ministers to learn the scriptures. I used to, I used to hear the esteemed man of God, Pastor Chris, talk about that every time. But now I, I think I feel it so much. It's so important that ministers learn the scriptures. So important. So important. Is it not so important? Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. You have done what? Put off the old man with his deeds. Mm-hmm. And have put on the new man. Say, I have put on the new man. It means to sink into the new man like a cloth. So this, you have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. This alone is a preaching topic. Is that not powerful? This we have put on the new man. So he says, we have put on the new man, and this new man is renewed. It's renovated. It's renewed in knowledge. It talks about renewed in, in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we are renewed in the, in the knowledge of Christ. After we have put on the new man, we are born again. Are you born again? Yes, sir. I mean, a new man in Christ Jesus. I'm a new man in Christ Jesus. We've been talking about the new man, the new man. Is that not true? Like where does Papa get the scripture from? It's from here. Say so we have put on the new man. Says so we have put off the old man, and we have put on. Say so I'm wearing the new man. So I'm a new man now. Say so which is renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created him. Verse eleven. We are not dwelling on this one also. Amen. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian. Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies. Put on what? Holiness and bowels of mercies. Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness. And long suffering. You see meekness and long suffering in all of these scriptures. Is that not true? <laughs> long suffering. Say long suffering. Put on therefore as they okay, forbear now come to verse this forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you. So also do ye. So we are talking about being perfected in our work with God, in the knowledge of God. We cannot talk about perfection in the knowledge of God without talking about love. In fact, that is the evidence. That's the measurement. How do we know this guy knows the scriptures like that? 
It's not because he's able to rattle the scriptures. But it's because he's able to walk in love. How do you know this man of God knows the scriptures like that? We know he knows and it has, his soul, it has sunk into his spirit and his soul. When we see him walking in love. If you hear that shout glory. And this is so important. This is so important. So it says that forbearing one another. Verse 13, right? Forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. Now, it means that as Christians, we must grow. And to learn to forbear one another. We must learn to walk in forbearance. We must learn to walk in forgiveness. Write it down. Because I come to realize, it says that if any man have a quarrel against any, meaning that anyone will have a quarrel one time, one time, is that not true? If any. And because sometimes when we talk about love, and other people think it means that it is an opportunity for you in the church, church to just be misbehaving, after all, you'll be forgiven. That misbehavior means that you are also not learning anything out or growing. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> so it says, forbearing one another. Say, forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. Now, to forbear means to hold oneself up against. Write it down. Forbear them means to hold oneself up against. Or to put up with. See. To put up with. To put up with. To put up. It says, put up with one another. Not someone say put up with one another. So in the church, he wants us to learn to put up with one another. Did you hear what I said? To be able to put up with one another. To be able to forbear, to bear. Can you give me a translation like a NIV or a TP? Do, do you have a TPT now? You will show a seat today. Let me should download that. Is that not true? It's so powerful there. But give me the NIV too and let's see. I want you to just look at it quickly. Amen. So forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. Forgiving one another. Shout glory. Shout glory. glory. It is bear with each other. Do what? Bear with each other. So, there is no kind of Christianity where you cannot bear with anyone. There is no such Christianity. It says bear with each other. Bear with what? each other. Put up with each other. That's a sign of maturity in the church. When we are able to put up with each other. Did you hear that? This is put up with, with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Meaning that in the church there will be grievances or there will be quarrels but it says that as Christians who are to grow in love and speak the truth in love, we must learn 
It will happen by prayers. It's not an impartation. Did you hear what I said? Because I've said it before. I said love. Anyone who has followed my teaching, I said love is the character of the Christian. In fact, it's the character of God reflected in the Christian. So how do people know how God loves? By looking at you. See, there is the nature of God. There is the life of God. The nature of righteousness. We talk about the life of God. Zoe. We talk about the character of God. What is God's character like? Love. Now, are we sons of God here? Are we born of God here? Do we love Jesus so much? We will go into that very soon in verse John. And we see certain things there. So, if we are Christians and we are born again, and we are standing on grace, and we are walking in ever-increasing grace, how many of you are walking in ever-increasing grace? We ought to learn to put up with one another. We ought to learn to correct in love. To do what? We ought to learn to teach or instruct in love. To instruct in love. To teach in love. To encourage in love. So it says that put up with. Tell somebody, say put up with. Put up with. Put up with one another. Put up with one another. Put up with one another. Why is this so important? Because you know, in all the things that we are sharing here and there, we are doing all here and there, this is, I was reading First Corinthians, and I discovered that as ministers of the gospel, as we are doing all of these things, all the things, we, the, the materials we are building you with, it says that all those people we are built with and the materials will be passed through fire. And I realized that when it talks about fire, it's, just, it's, not, just some, it's not some fire that we say hell fire. But it's going to be passed through love. How did we do what we did by, the, by being inspired in love? Or did we just do what we did because we wanted to do it for people to know? See, everything we do... See, Christian, the reason why sometimes I don't, have, I don't know what to say again is that you know, there's a lot to say in Christianity. <laughs> and sometimes when you are studying the scriptures, you realize that there are a lot of things that we have not studied at all. We've not looked at at all. And those are things Christians must know. No matter how much power you display and all that, I don't have it all. That power you displayed and the blind eye, in fact, you commanded somebody, the head was down, the leg was up. It was so powerful, everybody started, it was all over the social media. And so powerful. If it's not done out of love, it's useless. And there's a tendency for you to do things even in the body of Christ outside the realm of love. And still have applause for men. We ought to be aware of the praises of men. Whatever we do. Don't be men, what? Driven and inspired. And don't be, don't do things because you want them to praise you. It's dangerous. We can do all these things and yet it's so necessary. What is so, so important in all the things we are doing, all our work, all of that, what is so important are the works we are 
going to be remembered by God of. So Jesus will remember our works. See, the, the, the scripture says we, we came with nothing. And we shall go with nothing. I don't know what it is. But in our going, we will go with something. The only thing the Christian goes with are his works. The only thing the Christian departs from this earth and goes with are works. Those are the only thing. There is nothing we go with. This suit, you throw it somewhere. And wear a proper suit. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't hear an amen to that. That is a, that's a terrestrial or a, what, a celestial suit. A celestial suit. You are in a very proper suit. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? That is the reason why physical death was not dealt with. See, Jesus dealt with all the death and did not destroy physical death. Jesus never destroyed physical death, even though he defeated physical death. <laughs> Where what I said there? Because the destruction of death, in reality, before the lake of fire and all that, is when we wear our suit. <laughs> you don't understand that suit I'm talking about. If you understand the suit, shout glory. You see, when we put on the resurrected body of Jesus, we are wearing our suit. Amen. Please behold what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us. Now we should be called the sons of God. Since because of that, the world does not know us. Because the world knew him not. How would the world not know you? Because you are demonstrating love. The world is in wickedness. It's in evil. They have evil intentions. But you are working in love. The world can't recognize you. Ah, how come this young man is working in love like that? He loves us even, even though we have evil intentions against him. <laughs> is that not strange? You do hear what I said? And this works must be motivated by love. Else those works will get zero percent. Works of service, works of giving, and all of those things. If you heard that child glory, go ahead what I just explained there. So it is bear with each am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? Is that not powerful? Bear with each other and forgive whatever. And I'm going to King James again. Let's continue. Oh, say, so I'm walking in love. I'm growing in love. I'm growing in love. I'm growing in love. It says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. The word forgive means to pardon. Forgiving one another. Forgiving one another. Forbearing one another. Putting up with one another. The guy who always comes to church late, but we still put up with him. That doesn't mean we won't correct him. Say, no, this thing is wrong. I've come to realize that even the, the, the weak ones in the church, is, in the sight of God, is so, is so considered in the sight of God. The ones we say they are weak. See, ye that are strong should help those that are weak. Is that not what he says? A certain scripture I don't want to go to today. Maybe one day I'll go into those scriptures. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's why I'm going to some, I'm going somewhere. Say go. 
So it says, if any man have a quarrel against any. In fact, the scripture says that if you have a quarrel against somebody, don't give an offering. Does the scripture say that? It says, don't give an offering. As long as that grudge has not... Did we talk about some of these things at the camp? When it says, oh, no man, anything. When you are holding a grudge, you are owing. You are what? You are owing. It says, oh, no man, anything. It means don't bear grudges or hold grudges in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind. Oh, no man, anything. But love. This love covers multitudes of sins. Did he say that? So this forbearing one another and forgiving one another. <laughs> Shall glory. I, I, I think I've taught on the message on love twice, right? Uh, or more than. And one of the messages, one day I'll let you just listen to it again. I think you've forgotten. Come on, shout glory. Because my intention has just been done. But forbear, forgive me. If any man have a quarrel, says, if you have a quarrel against somebody, he says, don't give an offering. Go to the person. And that is, this is where it talks about in James. I think chapter 5. Before he talks about Eliza, he says, confess your faults one to another. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I think the last day of one of our Ramadan services, I explained that. We just confess your faults one to another. Amen. I said it, it means that, it doesn't mean that you are going to tell somebody what you have done wrong. But what you have done against the person. And I said you don't jay your eyes. Confess your faults one to another. That you may be healed. Then it says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Why healing? So that there will be peace. So that there will be unity. So that there will be oneness. So it says that if you have a call against somebody, go to the person. Confess your fault. Do what? Confess your fault. Or approach the person. And tell the person this, 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 this in love. If the person says... I don't, don't care. Says go and look for elders. Solve that situation before you give an offering. And that is a, that is a, a teaching on love. So before you throw that offering down or throw a seat to Papa, make sure that is sorted. Go and call elders. Say this person has done something. I've done something against the person. I want to see. Says you will never forgive me. The next Papa called the elders. Called the person. Say come, come, come. Ah, this person says, says, if the person says, no, I won't forgive. He says, consider such a person as an infidel. An infidel is an unbeliever. So if the person, no matter what we do, says, I'll never forgive that my husband. Never, never, never. My father, I didn't take up. I'll never forgive. Never, never, never. After all, he's not in my church. We even know what they are teaching me. Do you know what I'm saying? I'll deal with him. And after one week, you have, you, have, you have dealt with him with your mouth, but as you go after one week, you have decided that you, and all that. It says that, if you're a Christian like that, and you've not sorted that issue, don't bring offering here. It says that even if you don't bring offering, if it continues, we call you and sit you down, and you say, no, me, I won't forgive. It says that, consider that person as an unbeliever. Meaning that that attitude is an attitude of an unbeliever. 
to let us know that when we are born again, that's why it says, and that's why I started reading from verse 9 and 10. Put off the old man and put on the new man. So if you are born again, you are a new man. You are not the Akosia of, 19, of uh, what, 2009, who when you are in the secondary school, you were shaking the whole system. Or the Kwesi of whatever. No. It says, put on the new man. And put up with. And pardon. Do what? Why is this important? If I teach you all the things I teach you, and we do all the power in you, and you don't work like this, you may end up going to hell. Or you may end up entering into heaven with nothing to show. I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. Oh. Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We heal the sick in your name. We gave proper offerings in your name. We gave in dollars. When some were given in cities, in your name. He says, and I will say, leave, I do not know you. So when we say that scripture, all that comes to our mind is a man of God, is a man of God. We are all part as ministers of the gospel. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. He says that, he will tell him that what? Depart from me. For I know you not. Not because, you see, that word knowing is being it means being able to identify a person because of something. So, we identify you with WCN. Is that true? In the same way, Christ identifies you with himself. So, when he sees that you do all those things, but you do not walk in love, he is unable to identify you with himself, even though you are put on the new man. Did you hear what I said? That's why it says, by, your, by their fruit we will know them. What fruit? Of love. Because where there is love, there is peace. There is unity. Where there is love, there is what? There is unity. There is oneness. That's why it says, because it's the bond. We are bound together in love. Do you, do you get that picture? We are bound together. We are bound together in love. We are not bound together in miracles. We are bound together in love. Did you hear what I said? But what is so important here is that says, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so I've said it before, maybe you have an issue with somebody, somebody stepped on your shoes, you didn't like it. Do you understand? Go to the person. Confess your false one, or you've done something against somebody. It's part of Christianity. So if I go, the person will go and say, "Oh, they came to even came to beg me." Leave the scriptures, not because of what somebody will say. Do the scriptures, because that's what God requires of you. Did you hear what I said? So it says that if any man have a quarrel against any. Even as Christ forgave you. So, he's using Christ as the standard, the forgiveness of Christ. He not say that even as the person came to see you, but even as Christ forgave you, that means that if somebody... Your forgiveness and your forbearance must be as a result of Christ. Not as a result of the person. 
Oh, I didn't hear glory to that. Oh, the, you didn't understand. Did you catch what I just said? So your forgiveness of Pastor Fair should be based on Christ's forgiveness for you. Your forbearance with Pastor Obed must be based on Christ's forbearance of you. Did you hear what I said? Because Christ is putting up with you. Is he not putting up with us? Even as we grow. Because in our growth, you stumble, then you stand up. Then you say something that you shouldn't have said. Then you withdraw. But in all of that, he is putting up with us. Because he's looking at a picture. Says he's looking at a picture where we have become perfected. The bond of perfection. Where we have become matured. So he's putting up. In the same way, we ought to also put up with one another once we see them as growing unto maturity. Did you hear what I said? So we can see that Brother Gideon is misbehaving. But when we see him, we are seeing beyond him to his ability to grow. So we are making that room for him to grow. Did you hear what I said? You are doing what? For him to grow whilst we forbear with him. And whilst we forgive him. Did you hear what I said? If we don't do that, we are hypocrites. I don't know whether you heard what I said. You did what I said. If we don't do that, we are what? Hypocrites. So he says, look at how Christ forgave you. Now continue, verse 14. And above all these things, put on love. Charity, agape, love. He says, which is the bond of perfectness. Continue, verse 15. That's our binding together of maturity. And let the peace of God. Why does he talk about the peace of God? Because when there is love, the peace of God will rule in your hearts. Now some of us don't have peace in our hearts. See, we, we don't have the peace of God in our hearts. Your heart is full of a lot of things. See, when you are unable to forbear, you are unable to forgive, your, your heart will be full of hurts. And those hurts affect your own personality. Sometimes the person has moved on, but you are still with the head. So the peace, the rest of God, the peace. There is the peace and the joy of God in our hearts. Where you have that kind of rest and assurance in your spirit. Have you realized that if somebody does something against you and you are able to talk it out and you forgive one another, you feel at peace? Have you also realized that when you are not able to talk it out and you are always meeting the person and you are angry and all that, you feel some way? See, those are, those are the, that's what he's talking about, the peace of God. When you meet the person, you feel something in your heart begins to react in a way. There is no peace in your heart. The thoughts of the person, just thinking of the person alone irritates you. You, you, you can't sleep. Have you realized that? 
He may not even be able to sleep. See, Christianity is not church, church, church. Uh, what? Play, 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 and all that. It's an exhibition of the character of God. So Christianity is an exhibition of God's character. How do we know God is, God is love? How do we know God is love? We know God is love by looking at you, the child of God. Why? The unbeliever has never seen God before. True or false? Is that, is that right? Hmm. If you are in church today, shout glory. Who is following what I'm teaching today? So important. So important. So important. That's why the last time I was talking about marriage in church, I said, all this sanguine, choleric, whatever, whatever, let's put it in a book somewhere, put it in a bag, in my bag, somewhere. And study the word. Because people give, what do you call it? Use that as a excuse. You know me, I am like this. You are not like that. You are not what? That I am like this. If you are born again, stop it. I am like this. You have put on the new man. Then if you know you are like that, you are still an unbeliever. Why? Because living to yourself is one thing. You being in Christ is another thing. Once you are born again, the you is in Christ. Did you hear what I said? The you. Is in what? So there's a difference you living in your home and living in church. Now you are in church. Is that not true? Can you misbehave here? Can you slap somebody here? Because you are in church. Where you are determines the way you are functioning. Because you are in church. Now you are Christ is a person. We are in Him. So we are in Christ. And He is the greater. So his life ought to reflect through us. So if you have that mentality that this is how I am. No, people talk about all those things and take me like that. And all kinds of things that you hear people say. Especially in relationships and marriage, take me like that. This is how I am. This is how I am. I said, if, you are saying, if this is all, we, we are all the way we are. By this time, we'll be chasing with stones. Doc, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> be chasing you with stones and chasing you with, with what? Things. With cutlasses and chasing you. Because that is how we really are. If that is it. You see, but we have come into Christ. And there are certain things that does not. <laughs> if you are there, shall glory. Is that not powerful? A certain that does not resemble us. See, it don't resemble you. And it's part of the growth. That's why we say everything. We say study the scriptures. Study the scriptures. See, it's so important. Until you study the scriptures, all the things you are doing, making noise, making noise, making noise. By the time you think, you are standing before Jesus, it's zero percent. Negative one. Negative two. Because there is no love. So then let the peace of God rule in your hearts. 
to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Shout glory. Be thankful. Learn to be thankful. Some of you, when we are thanking God, you have nothing to say. Say, because I've been waiting on God for the past seven years. He has not given me a testimony. Thank Him for the things He has given to you now in Christ. Thank Him. Say, Father, we thank you for Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you for your word that is working in us. Father, we thank you even for the man of God you've given to us. And the woman of God that you've given to us. And our leaders that are calling us. Thank you for their lives. Why? <laughs> I'll teach you. I wanted to teach something I straight to love today. I'll teach you on something which is very important maybe some time back. Some time to come. Amen. Amen. You must even thank God for your leaders in church. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God that they are calling you. And sometimes they even rebuke you in love. Thank God to get you to, to sit up. But John, is that not true? We do enjoy the camp. We should go again tomorrow. <laughs> and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are called. Continue verse 16. Verse 16. Are we there? Say the peace of God. Say again. Say the peace of God. Say again. Say the peace of God. Come on, shout glory. The rest of God. Are you in church? Or you've gone to Sunday school? Just let the peace of God govern your heart. One of the scriptures that I love says, guard your heart with all diligence. Means put a lock on your heart. Place a lock. And guard it with all diligence. Because you can allow things into your heart. The Bible says a merry heart is medicinal. A merry heart is medicinal. A what? Merry heart is medicinal. When you're always contentious and all of that, you are bringing sicknesses. A merry heart is medicinal. There is peace ruling in your heart. There is the peace of God is governing your heart. Shout glory to that. Glory. Is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the word of Christ teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Is that not powerful? Let the word dwell in your heart richly. So you should know how much of the word that is in your heart from January to now. In fact, today I wanted to do a test before I got all this. Yesterday evening I was contemplating until I got all these messages to come and teach. I just wanted to bring a piece of paper and say, what you have learned from general to write it on the piece of paper and let's see. So thank God for the Holy Ghost. He has rescued you. You have been shocked. What you have heard from January to April, write it on the piece of paper and let's see. One of these days I will do that here. You see me in my suit holding a microphone. I just give all the papers. Right now, right now. I'll be the invigilator. You, you will be shocked. You can do trials now. This is like the word of Christ. The students who are ready to say they want trials. 
I've said, I said, don't be a problem-driven Christian. Be a word-driven Christian. That alone is a quote. Don't be a problem-driven Christian. So it's like you are the only one who has an issue. You are the only one who has been refused a visa. Or the only one whose uh, girlfriend has left him or boyfriend has left him. It takes you three months to recover from that. I'll never forgive that young man. He broke my heart. I'll never forgive. He says, forgive, forgive. Did you hear that today? Who is hearing a proper message today? Forbearing one another. Forgiving. And you will learn it. Then when it says, let the word of Christ, I don't want to dwell on that today. Continue. Am I teaching you something? I said, am I teaching you something? Yes, sir. I said something. It's very important. Don't sit down and say, this is how I am. What, do you know who, what, what you are? What you are is what I'm showing you now. You are the character of God. And you need to demonstrate yourself as the character of God. Do you hear what I said? Now some of you just keep things. They are all in your heart. You are piling. All are piled up in your heart. 2022. 2021, 2020, 2015, 2030, all of that, all part. You have, you have, you, your, your heart has become like a, 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 a book that can open. You open pages of 2017, 20, 20, you still open all those, you are born again. You know what the scripture says? Judgment will begin from the church, with the church. Where will it begin from? After he dealt with the church the judgment is beginning from church now. Oh, you didn't hear that? You have shouted glory to that. He says, imitate Christ. Imitate Him. You are imitating God in love. Some imitating God in love. Now continue verse 8. Let me hit. I wanted to go to First John. Let me hit this one before I go to First John. Then it says, wives. Submit yourselves unto your own husbands. As it is fit in the Lord. Wives, submit yourselves. This one is dealing with the home setting. Now go to verse 19. So wives, submit yourselves. Today is not a, a what do you call it? Marriage feast. It's a marriage feast. Husbands, love your wives. And be not bitter against them. Amen. And be not what? And be not bitter against them. I think I was looking for this scripture and went for camp. I didn't see it. Was, yesterday I discovered a scripture I looked for two hours. I didn't see it. I said, ah. I said, but I gave you a Bible in my future. <laughs> Shout glory to that. So the husbands love your wives. Wives submit yourselves. Husbands love your wives and don't be bitter against them. Bitterness. Say bitterness. Because bitterness is not a demonstration of love. So make sure as a husband or a, 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 a relationship person, don't be what? Bitter. Don't be what? Bitter. Don't have what? Bitterness. Bitterness is a sickness. It's a disease. Bitterness. Say bitterness. Why did he say that? To the husband. Why did he say that to the husband? 
Because he explained to us that the wife is a weaker vessel. Is that not true? I'll explain it out. Verse 20. If you bring me a seat, I'll explain. Children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Do you see that? Children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Children, do what? Obey your parents in all things. For this is well pleasing. That is something that, that God cherishes. It's well pleasing. Verse 21. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger. Maybe I should draw this scripture for some of you who have children now. It says, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. I thought I would hear a glory to that. Provoke what? Not your children. The scripture we just know is children obey your parents. It says parents do not do what? But this one is says fathers, especially. Do not provoke your children. So some of the people say fathers, the scriptures for new that fathers we are talking about. That's right, God this year. Provoke not your children. Now continue, verse 20. The servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service. So if you are a servant or you are serving, says don't do it with eye service. Wherever you find yourself, not only in church, in Dr. John's hospital, or in the next rice company, or what? Pastor Obert, uh, what? Business. You've not done any business yet. <laughs> See, obeying all things, your masters, according to the flesh. That's your masters, your uh, natural masters, something like that. Not with eye service. And not as men pleases, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Hey, is that not powerful? I wanted to just skip all of you. I want you to stop some, some scripture. I see you've not seen these things before. Who has seen this scripture before? A few. Some of you must see it in church before we move to First John. It says, Obey in all things your masters according to, not with eye service. As men pleases. There are people who do things when they see that their boss is there. When their boss is not there, they are relaxing. When they hear that the boss has come, they jump up. They are born again. The problem that has been in, 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 in Africa with businessmen, the problems many businessmen have, have had in their businesses is this. Is this. Christians who are employed yet will never deliver. So when you tell people, employ this person in my church, you say, no, 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 church member, no, 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 no. The person will prefer somebody who is not born again so that he can deal with the person. And the person will say, okay, yes, sir, yes, boss, I'll do it. Then a Christian who will say, wait, meanwhile, he's the one at fault. Is that not true? So he says that don't do things to please your boss. Don't do things, don't do pay, pay what we call high service. But do things in the fear of the Lord. In singleness of heart. I was employed for this. That's what I'm doing. So you are not employed for us to now be talking, be talking, be talking. Every day we are correcting you, we are correcting you. And one day you get angry, I said, I want to come in here. See, that's what is correcting here. Verse 23. 
Verse 23. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men. Shout a glory to that. So whatsoever you do, do it as unto the Lord. First John chapter 4. Verse 7 to 21. It's also a long reading. Who is saying something today? It says, forbear, put up with, forgive, pardon. Forgive, forbear. It all starts with for, for. Bearing with. Bearing with. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Beloved. Who is he talking to? Who is he talking, talking to? A Christian. Let us love one another. This for love is of God. Let us do what? Love one another. And those are things I explain. How do you know you love one another? When you forbear. When you forgive. When you, not, you do not owe any man in your heart. Is that not powerful? When you're not bringing a, a fast offering yet, there is a God somewhere. Settle the God. How many of you are going to be settling God just right now? It means that we come to that understanding where before an offense comes, we are forgiven. Why? As Christ. So we are not looking at the offense. We are looking at Christ. We are copying Christ. Oh, I didn't hear glory to that one. Who is, who is copying Christ here? You are copying Christ. I've said, Christianity is not living for yourself. Oh. So that's, the, that's the truth we've not shared. Uh, Christians feel, we go, I go to church. I'm born again. I'm WCM member. My name is written in the book of life. Or the book of which one? WCM. It's in a book, big book. Your name is there. When we are called, we say you are a church member. But I live for myself. No. The scripture is for the love of Christ constrains us. That means that, can we, can we, can we, I don't have time to go to that scripture. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? Second Corinthians chapter 5. Go to verse 14. We'll come at the first John. I want you to see something on love. And decide to walk in love. And decide to forgive. Maybe you have some grudges. That's why I, I don't even know why I'm preaching this to this morning. Because this was not part of my plans. Did you hear what I said? This for the love of Christ constrains us. For the love of Christ restrains us. For the love of Christ motivates us. Inspires us. Propels us. Because we are of the opinion without judge. That if one died for us, then we're all dead. And that he died for us. See that scripture over there. That makes you not live for yourself. That yourself is already crucified on the cross. Is there. That he died for us. That they which live should no longer, should not henceforth live unto themselves. But to live unto Christ. If you are living unto Christ, if he says forgive, you forgive. Two of us. If he says forbear, you forbear. You are not like me. I don't even know how to forgive. I'm not learning. 
He says, forgive, you can. <laughs> because you are not living unto yourself. If you are living unto yourself, you are pleasing yourself. Then you don't have a boss. Jesus is our boss. You didn't hear what I said. That's what it means when you say, you have made Jesus the Lord of my life. So I have made you my master. From today, you are my master. Whatsoever you say, that's what I will do. Sometimes you are waiting to hear a prophetic message from Papa. That's not what this is a prophetic message. Why? The word of God is God speaking to us. Have we said that over and over again? So if he says forgive, the word has spoken to me. God says I should forgive. Oh, I didn't know. It says forbear. I, as for me, when I was going, I, did, I didn't put up with anything. In fact, I can slap people. My parents will say, that is good. You've done well. Keep slapping. Now you are, boy, you are in church. The man of God says put up with. And stop those slaps. Is that not true? Take us to first John again. If you are, if you are, you are blessed by the message, shout glory to that. Is that not awesome and powerful? The character of love. Copy. Do what? Forgive. As Christ forgave. Because offenses will come. In a group, offenses will come. In a team, offenses will come. At the workplace, offenses will come. But you meet somebody who envies the hair you are, the hair you are wearing in that workplace and will make a, a remark that you can even slap the person because of that. Offenses coming. Two of us. In the church, offenses will come. But just in the midst of that offense, forgive. Is that not strange and powerful? If you are hearing, shout glory. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Is love of Papa? Love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Or everyone, the King James makes it, maybe the NIV will do, but let's read the King James. Later you can use the NIV as an assignment when you go home. That is, everyone that loves is born of God. So if you are born of God, you love. Is that not what it means? So everyone that loveth is born of God. In fact, in First John chapter three, it says that anyone that hates his brother is a murderer. The one that works in hatred is not of God. Hatred. But it says that everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And that's what? Do you see that? So it says that everyone that works in love is really born of God and actually knows God. Meaning that if you actually know God, you work in love. That's the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Him. Now continue verse 8. Not somebody say, Are you hearing what Papa is talking about? Are you in church today? He that loves not knoweth not God. Or he that, he that does not love does not know God. Say, I know God. 
And I'm walking in love. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. Hmm, that's powerful. Go to verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live how? Through him. So this is how God demonstrated his love to us. By sending his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Continue verse 10. It says, hearing his love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Did you, did you see what he said? Not that we love God, but he loved us. So he loved us when we were not demonstrating any love toward him. So what, what, meant, what understanding is he giving us? He's giving us an understanding that it's not because somebody is loving you that you are loving back. That is not a Christian love. That's what he's trying to say here. You see the same in the book of Romans. Chapter 4, the, the last two verses, where he talks about, for God commended his love toward us. Now even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commended his love toward us. So your, your demonstration of love is not dependent on the, the other party. It's dependent on Christ. It's not dependent on the other party. So you don't say that, oh, this person, you know, this is how it is. That's what I mean to I won't love the person. No. My boss is like this. No. You walk to somebody, when you come to church, you walk to them and say, I love you, sir. I love you, sir. Is that not powerful? Who is saying what I'm saying? Can we continue? Do you have something there? Hearing his love, not that we love God. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, or if God loved us like that, we ought also to love one another. If God loved us like that, not because we loved him first, but he showed love to us when we didn't even know anything about love, to demonstrate love toward him, then we also ought to love one another. So somebody is going to display some kind of weakness. And somebody is going to display some kind of failure in the church, in the body of Christ. Is that not strange? We've done ministry and we've put love aside. We've gone to church and we've put everything love. You call a man of God somewhere and say, this person has done so and so and so and so. FM station the call. And the other person will pick up the call and blast. Because the other pastor is not in his church. So he doesn't care where he's coming from. Whatever he's done, he wants to add more fuel to the fire. So he's not a member of his church or he's not a pastor of his church. Or... Is that not what happens? No man has seen God at any time. Can we read this scripture? Verse 12, 1 to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. No man has seen God at any time. Who has seen God? You have seen God. Let me see. 
Maybe you went into the third heavens and you saw certain things. <laughs> There's no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. What is he saying with this scripture also? He's also giving us an understanding that we don't have to profess our love toward God by just saying, I love God. Oh God, you know how much we love you, Father. He says that if you say that you love him, Father, instead of saying him, saying it to him, love your neighbor. Means that if you love somebody else, or you love a person in the church, or you are demonstrating love toward their brethren, you are loving God. Jesus said it in a very simple way. They said that, he said, I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was naked and you did not clothe me. I was in prison and you did not visit me. And he says, the brethren says that, Master, when were you in prison and we did not visit you? Because if you were in prison, then we would drive all our cars to come and park there to visit you. And even be arrested with you. If you were the one needing clothes, we would take all our suits from our wardrobes and give it to you, you Jesus. Is that not the mentality of most of us here? If Jesus is the one who is standing here and says, I need these clothes, you will go to the shop that has not been entered, maybe it's in the spirit somewhere, and get clothes and bring them. So he says, I was naked. And you did not do what? You did not clothe me. He says, I was hungry. And you did not feed me. And the brother will say, Master, when were you hungry and we did not feed you? When were you thirsty and we did not give you water? He says, because you have done it for one of these, you have done it for me. That's how Jesus simplified the scripture that John is talking about. That is to tell us that when we love the brethren, we love Jesus. When we hate the brethren, we hate Jesus. When we look down on the brethren, we are looking down on Jesus. Why? Because in the mind of God, we are all bought with his blood. And the blood of Jesus is so precious. We all belong to Jesus. In fact, we all have Christ living in us, true or false. We all have Christ living in each one of us. So when you demonstrate love to Brother Alfred, you are demonstrating love to the Christ living in him. You didn't hear that you are showing glory to that. When you demonstrate love to Brother Alfred by forgiving him, you are forgiving the Christ that lives in him. You are demonstrating love to the Christ that lives in him. If you heard that child glory. Is that a powerful teaching this morning? There's no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us. And His love is perfected in us. Verse 13. If we love one another. Say, I'm growing in love. I'm perfected in love. Say that I'm perfected in love. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him. This is how we know that we dwell in Him. And He in us. Because He has given us of His Spirit. This is how we know Christ lives in us. How? Through the Holy Spirit. Now continue. Continue. And we have seen and do testify 
that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. Verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. Everybody say, say, God is love. So you can say, God is love. The Bible says, whether they be prophecies, they will fail. Whether they be miracles, they will fail. Whether they will, they will, they will, they will, they will be healings, they will fail. At one point in time, when you are seeking some kind of miracle, it will happen. Ah, this one has not happened, this one happened, that one happened, this one too, this one has delayed, it has not happened. Is that not true? But love never fails. Shout glory to that. Glory. If you heard what I said, I shout glory to that. Glory. Who is walking in love this morning? Say, I'm walking in love. Say, so the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Say, it's say, shed it's in my heart. That's what it talks about the fact that He's given us the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Romans chapter 5, I think verse 5 or verse 4, 5 tells us that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. So through the Holy Ghost, God's love is in us. And through that same Holy Ghost, we can now demonstrate that love. You can decide to forgive. You can decide to put up with. You can decide to correct in love. You can decide to put away malice. Did you hear what I said? And put away hate. There are Christians who are carrying heads like a, a, what do you call it? A trail of heads. Kodos own is there. Akosia's own is there. There are Christians who can't live with anyone. We put you with somebody. You are born again. We put you with somebody. If you are like that, begin to walk in love. Did you hear what I said? Oh, I said, did you hear what I said? If we put you in the same room, we can't stay. You are too hot. Become a little bit cold in love or cold in the right way. We can't put you. The Christians, whatever comes out of their mouth, it's like a knife. It can divide the center of your body. Did you hear what I said? You are a bullet throwing Christian. Change it. Do what? Let the word of God work in you. Don't sit there and say, I mean, I can't change. I can't. Let the word of God dwell in you and, and, work, and work in you. Give yourself to the word. Make a decision. I want to walk in love. I want to, I want to forgive. I want to put up with. Some of you can put up with just your sisters. Just your brothers. Your siblings. Oh, your siblings is, you can put up with. Any other person apart from your family, you can't put up with. You don't, you don't, you don't, your Christianity is a family type. Is that not strange? You can put up with everybody in your family. You can't put anybody outside the family. No, 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 this one is not our family. Who is your family? Are you born again? So love. I said do what? Love your mother-in-law. Love your father-in-law. 
I said, do what? So my father-in-law, my mother-in-law is so troubled. She's so troubled. Love her in a troublesome state. Is that not true? Walk in love. Look at someone say, walk in love, walk in love. Don't say, oh, my mother-in-law, me. If she even called, I would never pick. Hey. Oh, you are born again. Pick for two minutes and you are done. Is that not true? I thought I would hear a glory as I'm standing there. Nobody's shouting. <laughs> Are you thinking? Says, let, us not, let us not love in what? In tongue. And in word only. But in deeds. In action. Put action to your love. Do you know the churches that they only love the people who are in the church? They only love the brethren in the church. Anybody outside the church is not a, a member of their church to be loved. <laughs> is that not true? The scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what Jesus said. Why? Why am I saying with you? Because this is a new commandment. There's still an argument as to Old Testament commandment, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. The scripture says all of those thou shalt not are all fulfilled in this commandment, in love. When you love, you won't cause murder. When you love, you won't let somebody, you won't do something that will let somebody be, be transferred from the workplace if you love. Is that not true? That's what he's talking about. And we have known and believed the love that God, so when we close you, when we are taking off, you take a phone and call your mother-in-law, or your father-in-law, or your sister-in-law, your brethren-in-law, whoever is brother-in-law, or your... And say, good, happy Sunday. I hope you are doing well. I call to say I love you. Imagine what that would do. Is that not strange? They may even think you are faking it, but you can't fake this kind of love. You see, promote unity. Promote peace. And those of us who are married and those who are yet to marry, when you enter a home, promote peace. Don't promote disunity. My husband is all for me. My wife is all for me. Promote peace. Promote unity. But they are not treating you well. That's what, that's what we are explaining. They don't have to treat you well to promote peace. Promote peace. You didn't hear what I said. Promote love. That's a proper Christian. He's not speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues out of... You know what the scripture says? So if you speak in tongues, all the tongues you can speak. And even speak in all the tongues of angels. You speak till all your tears are coming and you, 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 you speak and even go into diverse kinds of tongues and interpret and all that. So if you speak all those kinds of tongues and you are not walking in this kind of love I'm talking about, it, it, it is like a... a, a and you even lose your voice. It's, it's like a tingling cymbal. What's a tingling cymbal? Play the thing and let's see. Play, where is the drama? I saw a drama was playing very well today. Where is he? Give us a pang, pang, pang there. Pang, pang. Like a tingling cymbal. Not, not the drum, the, the, the cymbal. 
Hit it like this. Hit it hard and let's see. What is happening? It's noise. So you can be a noise maker in prayers. Is that what God is saying? That is First Corinthians chapter 13. It's not me. So when he says, Magalago, 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 we are fasting. We are fasting. And the whole man, Elagaba, 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 you are sweating. With face towel. It says that it is noise you are making. Without love, it is noise. Is this not strange? It is noise. It means that in the ears, it's, if you are, if the thing is, 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 is tingling God's ears, or what do you call it? It's making noise in God's ears. I thought, who is making noise? It means in heaven, some of us are making noise. The Spirit of God says, I thought this noise that is coming. That is not what I'm saying, no. That's the scriptures. God never exaggerates. I said what? So when you are Magalo, 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 the Spirit of God says, ah, they did very well. They did the Gumasum say. Why? Because the scripture says when we speak in tongues, we are speaking secrets to God, mysteries. So God is the only one who hears Malagadagada, what it means to him. But this your Malagada is noise, no meaning. Ah, did I say that? If you say age or me, it looks like God, you say age, you know okay, I'm bad here. Think about it. So you are Malagadas that you are speaking, yet grudges, ten people grudges. It is sound you are making. If you started five years ago and the grudge is still there, all the five years prayers you've been doing here, hour of prophecy, ninety minutes of the Holy Ghost, uh, what, uh, 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 what is the festival of healing, uh, what, Ginomai, all the tongues you have spoken in those days, the first thing we are doing one o'clock is just noise. Noise. God is hearing noise. God is. You can ask question, but let me finish. God is hearing noise. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, it's eleven already. Come on, shout glory. Have you seen noise? That's why the husbands do not be bitter. Is that what he said? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Then he also said in Peter, he said, that don't do what? We should have time to go to that scripture again. Who is saying what I'm saying? Yes, the another thing is you're a noise maker. If you, if, you, if you speak in tongues, and even, he even asks, he says, and even speaks in the, in the, in the tongues of angels. There's our tongues level no high in You speak in the tongues of men and speak in the tongues of angels and do not have love. It's like a tingling symbol. It's as if you have faith to remove mountains. You have the faith to remove, you can call the you need the table at the back, how heavy it is. You say table move to where? Adenta KFC. And the table moves. And we all clap your hands. And it says, it means you can do that without love. Just without love. It profits nothing. 
Do you know what it is when God says something an act that you've done profits nothing? You don't need to that's sometimes you don't need to go to heaven first to ask questions. The answers are here. If you are there, shout glory. You see why I must teach you this? So if you walk in ever increasing grace outside love, ah Alagados Aparutos. Samuel Dawson. If you are there, shout glory. So give yourself to the word of God. Give yourself to love. Give yourself to forgive. After you address the issue, forgive it. After you do what? Forgive. After the issue too is addressed, you to forgive. You can't carry the issue. That, even the, there are people, even after you sat down to address the, same, the issue, for even you to sit down to address the issue, for you to even to have sat down to even address the issue, it will bring another... Uh, what? No. The man of God says, I'm just now we can't handle marital issues in the church. Among the brethren. It's difficult. It's better you let a lawyer handle it than a pastor. The man of God was saying it. Why? Because the brethren have been trained to look for solution. And, and, and what? Solution. I had a testimony. I had a testimony. I'm on to get a testimony. But man of God, pray. Woman of God, pray. Declare over me. Declare this. Now, so, we have matured in testimony, uh, what? Receiving. And we have not matured in the word. So, when the time comes, and we are trying to settle a dispute, the heart is full of testimonies, no love. You call two brethren who have an issue, say, let's handle this, we had this issue. Sometimes we even sit on the issue. You, the, the man of God, it even offends them that you said something. We have not finished handling the issue. Kwa wasa, you offended. How do you talk to the man start to Now, first one, Kwa, we will be. Think about it. Is that not strange? When the man of God sits on the issue and we try to discuss it, it will not even be couples, just two brethren or two, uh, what, brothers or something, and we are trying to handle before the man of God even says something, you have, you have, you have. Is that not true? Then you go, we are so angry that we didn't go, we didn't even address the issue in your favor. Should have said you won the case. Should you win the case to love? Is that what he's saying here? In church, you have to say forgive, forgive. Have you forgiven? I forgive. Oh. If you heard what I said, child, glory to that. Glory. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. Continue. You can read the NIV. We don't have time. I'm just rushed through this one. Who read the NIV? If you read the NIV, let me see your hands up. Hey, will you read the NIV? Here is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Herein is our love made perfect. You see where it's coming from? It's coming from our walk of love. So if you are not walking in love on the day of judgment, you still feel like, hey, if you are walking in love on the day of judgment, you have boldness. You are walking in love. But you have not, if you are not walking in love on earth, you never walked in love. You did a lot of things for the Lord, but you had a lot of grudges, owing everybody's heart. Hoping, not forgiving anyone, not forbearing, putting up with anyone, uh, and all of that. Keeping uh, what? Malice.
keeping what? Heads. Keeping all kinds of things. And all of that. All is piled up. On the day of judgment, when you are standing, once you are bold, you will be shaking like this. Because Jesus is coming to ask you, did you forgive that neighbor? And who in Yano the Oye If you are there, shout glory. So herein is our love. This is in, in this is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. So if you say that as he is, so am I in this world. Yet you are holding grudges. Is Jesus holding grudges? Ah, that is what he's talking about here. But when you say as he is, all we think about is as he is, so we are going to do miracles. Love is first. Walk in love. Shout glory. I said, do what? Turn to someone and say, walk in love, my brother. Continue. 99. Let's finish on, in 20, with 21. Oh, say, I'm walking in love. Say, I'm growing in love. I'm learning to walk in love. I'm being perfected in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torments. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. Nineteen. Maybe I have to get this scripture here. Is that not true? We love him because he first loved us. Wow. When it says we love him there because he first loved us, it's telling us that we love how do we love him? I love in our brethren. Verse 20. If a man say, I love God. You see why we can't close without this scripture. If a man say, are you, are you watching? If a man say, see, reduce the words that you say to hurt people. It's part of love. Reduce it. Work on it. Do you know there are some brethren, if they say something, Reduce it. Do what? Let your communication be seasoned with salt. So that it might minister grace. One day I'll teach that one on grace. That it might minister grace to your hearers. So your words must minister grace. Not words that when we hear. A word that you can't say. You see, there are some words you can't even say it when you're out there. You can, it can't come out. People ask, ah, now, I own our cartons and I say, one, I know now the cartons and I say, can we? That's what James was talking about. So the same, the same fountain, can the same fountain bring forth what? Fresh water and, 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 and salt water. Can the same tongue bring forth curses and blessings? Can the same tongue bring love and bring insult? Renew your mind. Not somebody say, renew your mind. That is Christianity. Christianity is walking in love. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. Hey, is this not scriptures? Have you seen this scripture before? Who has seen this scripture before? All you are, you are learning on is how to demonstrate God's power. Now, service that is demonstrating God's power. How to receive a miracle. 
this is this is the whole, this is the church. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for is that not what he said? I'm talking about the, the, the love of Christ for his church. And he gave himself for it. That he might present it to himself. A church without spot. So he has presented, he loved us to the point he has presented us to himself without spot. Love. Then he says you to love your brother like I loved you. The same way I love you, the same way you love that brother or love that sister. The church is full of broken hearts, brothers, in churches. Is that not true? And, and, and you say, oh, I, I, I've changed my mind. I, I wanted to do the marriage, but now I've changed my mind. The sister's heart is broken. Broken hearts. Sisters and broken hearts. Because of love. Will you break your own heart? Is that not true? The sister to you, I bro, who wants to so The man, the man says, Then what do you, what do we do? But I man, how can we settle that matter? So learn, that's what I said, learn it now. If a man say, I love God. So if all of us says, we love God. Yet we hate, you hate your brother. Or you hate, and hated his brother. He is a liar. He is a liar. Say it. Say he is a liar. Say that. Say he is a liar. If a man say I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. Then it says that for he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, are you are you not seeing me? Am I not seeing you? Are you not seeing one another? He says he that loveth his brother, whom he has seen. How he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he claim to love God whom he has not seen? This is a question for closing. Is this not a question for closing? Maybe you should give me the NIV. Give me twenty-one. Give me NIV of verse twenty, and then we close with that. Shall glory. How can you claim that you hate your brother? You say, "I love you, God." You are kneeling down. Worship time. I love you, God. And I lift my voice. Whilst you are singing, I love you, God. What should be in your heart is that I love my brethren. I love my brethren. The I love you, God, actually means that you love your brother. That's what he's saying in John. So you see before you say, Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. Is that not true? In your ears. Meanwhile, it is a what? A bitter sound in your brother's ears. Allegodos apaligados. Are things not happening in the church? And this is so important. The more I, I study the scripture, the more I see all on love. Everything is love. Is everything love? I'm seeing two words love and long suffering now with this part. What is happening with long suffering? Hey. Abounding in love. Say, I'm abounding in love. love. So this is one message on love, right? I have many messages. Next time I'll bring that one. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. So give me 20 and 21 NIV, and then I think we can just break into our various classes. Is that not true? 
Malagadosh, Apaligadosh. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. Verse 21. I, I can see that somebody is just enjoying this message all by himself. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Shout glory. glory. So love that your brother. Love that your sister. Look, I say, love that your brother. Some of you have not... Some of you are at loggerheads. That English, you already know it still exists. To be at loggerheads with somebody till now, you can't call the person. You can't talk to the person. There are some people who are at loggerheads with some people. When they say that you've called them, they say, ah, you've called this person. I'm at loggerheads with the person you have called. It's like, come and join us and let's all be at loggerheads. Is that character? Say, I'm not part of that loggerheads. You can hold that God all for yourself. The word of God says I shouldn't hold those grudges. Else you become all that you become. And have nothing in the sight of God. Have no value in the sight of God. What crowns all that we do is love. What we do for the Lord. What we do for the brethren. What crowns all is our love. If you heard that child glory. Shout hallelujah. Shall we bow down our heads? I thought I would hear glory to that. Who has said something this morning? So you have time. Go back and listen to the messages. On love. On love. On love. Don't harbor malice and, and, and grudges. Talk to the Holy Ghost. Say, Holy Ghost. I want to be perfected in love. You send our man of God to tell us this this morning. It means that there is a reason. I want to be perfected in love. I'm walking in love. I'm no longer holding and harboring grudges. Tell the Holy Spirit, I'm going to make a call. When we close, I'm making a call right now. I'm calling those I wouldn't have called. Wherever you are, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Shada Bahasa. Masoto Olika Asita Akadahasa. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. For your character of love that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sita Atolosh. Veliko Shoporoko Soya. Mantatala. Milogo Shada Bakasa. Mangas itelefa hasata, lego shadaba hasata labaha, lego shadaba. Tell the Holy Spirit, I'm forgiving my neighbor. I'm forbearing. I'm forgiving. In the name of Jesus, I'm growing in love. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ah, uh, The more excellent way is to walk in love. Oh, yeah, I'm imitating you, Lord. I'm loving. Not because my brother loves me. Not because my mother-in-law loves me. Not because my husband loves me. But because you loved me. Meanwhile, I was not... I didn't know about love. And you gave yourself for me. I also love my brethren. 
Thank you. I love my sister-in-law. I love my brother-in-law. Lagadosh. I love my boss. I love my colleague worker. I love them all. I love them with your love that is at work in my spirit now. I forgive. I forbear. Thank you, Jesus. Shout glory. Hallelujah. If you have been blessed this Sunday, give me a shout of glory. Hallelujah. Can we take our offerings? Amen. We are having a Ramathon service next week. Amen. A very special Ramathon services. During the holiday. Every holiday is a Ramathon service. Amen. And we are teaching on one or two things. How many of you enjoyed the Ramathon service we did? This Monday we have our Ask Pastor Prince. Hallelujah. Are you hearing the announcement? So we have Ask Pastor Prince this Monday. We have 90 minutes with the Holy Ghost Fridays. Join. Make sure you join and you pray. And uh, there will not be all night because we already had an all night. So we have the all night on the 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Half night on the 90 minutes of the Holy Ghost. Oh, okay. Then we will be praying. Online. This is an online half night. Okay. Then we have Ramadan on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Monday and Tuesday are all holidays. It's two days eh? Wednesday is not a holiday. So it's Monday, Tuesday. Which is next week. During the holiday in the evening, we have a Ramadan service. Then we are also preparing for our festival of healing and miracles. Amen. Festival of healing and miracles. So do well. You are going to invite your friends, invite your loved ones. Some of you are going to invite people. We're going to be praying. We're going to see healings and miracles both together at once. Shout glory. And it's happening on the first week, in the first week in June. On the fourth and then the fifth of June. The the poster is already out or will be out. Amen. Okay, there will also be, oh, July is far. But there will be a cooking competition. In somewhere in July, they said men, men, men versus bo- uh, uh, ladies or what? Uh, what? What is the what is the competition about? Okay, the men will be part, but it's not like that competition. Yeah, the men will be cooking. Some of us we have to go and look for for part to come and join. Is that not true? Amen. So on the. And please, let's all do well. We are on our what? All 